Hello, everyone. Welcome to Echo Base. In this week's episode, we have, well, not, not a lot of news. Um, it, it is the holidays now, so things are kind of settling down a little bit, but you Lou. have our smiling faces, Lou. too. Tim's yeah, background yes. is not settled down at all, Lou. You, know, you well. can just, you, you can lie to make us look good. It's okay. I can. Folks, we have a lot of news tonight. Tons. Stay tuned. Don't miss a single second of the episode. Yeah. Stay right till the You're end. You're gonna find yeah. out pretty Big quickly, news. Tim, that we've got nothing this week. <laughs> it's kind They're of gonna have to listen to the whole episode to find that out. We'll we'll say we'll bury the lead and do the big story last. Oh man. Well, those voices you heard are my usual cohorts. We're actually minus one tonight. Tom is not with us tonight, but we have Tim and we have Eric. Eric, how are you this week? Uh it's uh it's been a busy week with the holidays and and handling different projects and and all that. But uh, it, it's been okay, and I'm doing pretty well. I'm uh, you know I feel a little jealous because I did not break out my holiday decorations like you guys did. So I think between Echo Base and Random Chatter. I'm going to take about 30 seconds and grab a couple things to put up on the desk here just to get in the holiday spirit, because, you know, I think with with 2020 going the way it has been, there was a part of me that kind of just said, you know, eh, don't even bother this Mm -hmm. year. And then but there's a part of me that thinks, no, maybe it's needed even more this year than usual. So I think I'm going to start breaking out the Christmas music. Probably not going to do a lot of decorating because it's still just me here. But, uh, you know, I do a couple of little things. No, nothing like what Tim's got going on over here. I mean, talk about overcompensation. Wow. Look at that. Yeah, Tim, Tim, he's got a lot a going busy on week, Tim. He really does. I, I mm-hmm. pulled all the stops and uh, yeah, we, we went, went big. Wow. Went, went, went big this time over at uh, in Random Cheddar, New York. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The, the we need, speaking New of holiday, offices. we need random cheddar, at least Christmas sweaters. Does T Public do random cheddar Christmas sweaters? I don't know. They, Tim? they do not, no. Hmm. Could we make a design that. Oh, we probably yes, could. I don't know that it could take up the whole could, thing, though. We could hang some garland yeah. on the Echo Base logo and. Put a couple little candy canes on it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Might have to figure something out for that. It'd you know, the good. other thing we try. need to do, we didn't do a, a call on Thanksgiving with, with the staff. So I know, I know we did to make up for that. And I, I know, Tim, you're a little busy at the moment. And next week, I'm next weekend, I'm working day shift. But uh, maybe after I get out of work one of those nights, we need to have a group call where we do a watch together of the Rift Tracks version of the Star Wars Holiday Special. Not the really cool Lego <laughs> edition that just came out that I hope you guys watched, but the old 1978 craptastic Star Wars Holiday I Special. Have not seen that ever. It is. Um, so, Lou, what you need to do, hop into Discord. I forget which channel it was brought up in, but we were talking about it somewhere. And there's a link there that will take you to the Rift Track page straight to the Star Wars Holiday Special. And it's only $9.99 and there's some like uh, Cyber mm-hmm. Monday deals going on and stuff like that. So you can get it for a little, little bit off. And it's not just the MP3 file. It's the whole video. But mm-hmm. watch the preview. Watch the preview video for the Rift Track Star Wars Holiday Special. And... It is far worse than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> the Rift Tracks guys make it at least tolerable. Yeah, the chat room is just going off here. It's a hot mess. It's truly awful. Yeah, it, yeah. it really is. Yeah. But the Rift Tracks guys make it like easier to get through. And they definitely yeah, make it, if you've never seen it before, this is the way to watch it because at least you won't be clawing your eyeballs out by the end. At least there'll be some kind of humor to it so bad but we have to do a group watching we have to do a watch together with uh, maybe lou you should wait and we'll do the watch together for the first time oh. with the rift tracks thing i'll set it up might be more I'll, tolerable I'll, yeah yeah I'll, I'll be sick that day tim <laughs> you should watch the rift tracks version though it's good i yeah it I makes up for should. it and get robin to watch it too anyway yeah we we have not much news at all but um what news we have the one big thing is really kind of sad so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, just announced this morning. Yeah, I, I got it um, 17 minutes after CNN posted it at uh, 417 this morning or something like that. I don't know why I woke up, but I woke up 
And I don't know why I checked CNN, but I checked CNN and boom, it was right there. David Prowse passed on at uh, 85. It was one of the first things I saw this morning when I checked my Instagram, uh, somebody's post, you know, picture him. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> They're reliving, you know, he's retelling everything he knew about him and interactions. I'm like, yeah, it's not going to the good place. Yeah. Um, it's... Uh... I don't know exactly what happened. I didn't read a lot of articles on it because, I mean, it was just kind of sad and I didn't want to dive down that mm -hmm. too far. But uh, his manager said he died, quote, after a short illness. Um, I do know that back in 2018, he uh, the, the manager had stated that he had prostate cancer. And I don't know if that was related to this or not. I wouldn't call that a, a short illness, two years of that. No. So I no. think it was probably no. something else. No. Uh, just in case people don't know, we probably should tell people who David Prowse is. Most of our audience probably knows, but I would imagine, I, but I'm yeah, sure they don't. Do, so he know, was. There might be some. He was the original actor who played Darth Vader in all three of the original trilogy movies, and we've had other people play Darth Vader since then. We've had Hayden, Hayden Christensen in in the costume. Um, we've had other actors who have done it for various different events or video games, or I, I'm not sure who played vader in the end of rogue one but david prowse is considered darth vader like he's the guy right. physically physically now darth there's vader. some controversy we know that james earl jones did the voice did work the voice. yeah yep. so david prowse physically played. and, and there's some controversy there we'll talk about that in a minute but just to give you some more background on it uh david prowse he was 85 when he, when he passed um I, I assume yesterday i don't think it happened like this morning you know, within the last 24 hours, he's 85 years old. Um, he was also, he was known for a role in A Clockwork Orange. That was probably the other biggest, uh, most prominent movie he, he was in. That was a Stanley Kubrick film from back in 1971. He played a, a bodyguard or something. He was a big guy, so he got cast in a lot of movies as creatures or monsters or, or things like that. Uh, he was a, a three-time British World Championship uh, weightlifter. Yep. So he was legitimately a big guy. He was friends with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was a personal trainer for Christopher Reeves for a while. Um, mm -hmm. He also... The, he, he he played Frankenstein's monster yeah. uh, at least a couple oh, of he? times. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he obviously had the, the, the build yeah, for Yeah, he had the it. physique. Um, yeah. Uh, so the one role that he always said he was proudest of was... Um, let me see if I can get this right here. Green Cross Code Man which uh, appears to have been for a series of public service announcements in Britain um, designed toward kids and like a road safety. And, you know, I, I get the impression it's kind of like a don't run out in the street sort of thing, but it was like a, I guess it was a problem they were having at the time. And so there's this big campaign around it and he did like commercials and, and stuff like that. He had like a costume and everything. And uh, he was awarded an MBE, which is a member of most excellent order of the British empire. Mm -hmm. So it's not like a, being knighted, but it is knight, like but... you put your name and then you put MBE afterwards. Like it, it's an actual, yeah. mm -hmm. um, what's the word title. for Yeah, it's, it's like a title. You actually get to put that next to your legal name. So, um, it, it's a big deal. Um, let's see what else here. I mean, that that's basically, those are the highlights of his career. The one thing that a lot of star Wars fans, um, who were kind of active in the Star Wars community might know is that he had kind of a falling out with Lucasfilm because when he first discovered that it wasn't his voice they were going to be using in A New Hope was when he was there at the screening in the theater. And the voice comes that's over. That's a bad time. Right. It's like somebody could have told him. And I think that's, it's not so much just that they didn't use his voice. And they didn't use his voice because he had a really thick um, accent. And uh, from more of a, a Western rural uh, British accent. And so they decided to go with James Earl Jones instead. I don't think it was just that, as if that wouldn't be frustrating enough. I think it was that they just didn't bother to tell him. And um, that's a really crappy way to find out. All due respect mm -hmm. to Lucasfilm. I mean, we're obviously big Star Wars fans here, but this has been a point of contention for, for a long time. And, it it really kind of drove a wedge in between him and Lucasfilm. And then over the years, uh, I think that just, it soured more and more. 
Um, he didn't mm -hmm. do conventions for a long time. I, I saw him in 2005 at Celebration 3. And then I don't know that he did any conventions after that. Um, he, he was pretty outspoken about it. And my understanding is that he burned some bridges with Lucasfilm and, and they didn't want him back at any of the conventions. At least that's how the story goes. Right. They, they just didn't invite him back. Right. Yeah. Um, so they of course did post their condolences on social media today. To, so, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so Lucasfilm was I, I never aggressive it was, about it. They just chose to not invite him is, is all. Yeah. It, and I also think that that was like a generation back. I think that was like the George Lucas era of Lucasfilm. Right. And I think that at least under Disney and Kathleen Kennedy, it was maybe let bygones be bygones. And But I think he was also um, of the age and physical condition that he wasn't really going to be 85 years old going to, you know, cons anymore. So I never actually got to speak with him or anything. I did see him and, and I kind of. You know, it was about like handshake was about as, as much as I got with him. But he in 2005 at the convention, I heard mixed things. I heard that he was kind of a, a grumpy guy who was cranky all the time. But then I heard from a lot of people that he was really nice. He was really sweet, um, a very peaceful kind of guy. And I kind of got the impression that people who accused him of being cranky a lot were probably the people who were observing this situation between him and Lucasfilm and forming opinions on how he was based on, on yeah, this situation as opposed to actual interactions with him. The people I knew who I know for a fact interacted with him and interviewed him or dealt with him in the, the autograph hall through um, official picks and rebel scum and, and stuff like that. They seem to like him. Okay. So I get yeah. the impression he was a really nice guy. Um, yeah, he was he was old even then. And you could kind of tell that he was a little tired. I remember Billy D. Williams did a short stint at that convention, too, and he was really tired and not feeling well. And, and you know, it. So you could tell some of the older veteran actors were trying to put on a happy face, but uh, working a convention for three or four days straight, signing autographs, doing the interviews and stuff, it can be exhausting because it's like 12 hour days plus whatever's going on after the words and. You know, you're invited to social gatherings that you're supposed to like always be, you know, have that happy face on for. Um, mm -hmm. I, I imagine it, it does get pretty exhausting as you get older, but uh, I don't know. This is. It's sad, but like we said with with Sean Connery and, and some other people, you know, he's 85 years old. Um, we knew it was coming at some point. And I, yep. I think it's important to celebrate what he gave us as, as opposed to, I don't know. I mean, it, it's appropriate to mourn too, especially the fans who've had interactions with him and stuff, but I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of posts on social media today, you know, outcries of not outcries, but um, you know, pics of them with, with him, you know, fans over the years, even people that are artists in the community, um, you know, their interactions with him and their, their dealings with him, it, it kind of puts a lot of the other stuff, the, the, the bad blood sort of things that we've seen or heard to bed because it doesn't really matter anymore. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I always had, you know, I, I never met the guy. Um, I always had kind of a bad taste in my mouth because comments between him and Lucasfilm, was, his comments were always, I am Darth Vader. And, in my thoughts were you're a guy in a suit, but you know, he's part of the community. He's part of our interaction as, as fans. Um, and we should celebrate. But I think that it's, it's fair to, to, um, for him to take some ownership of that, it, the physicality mm -hmm. of his, his presence, um, played a factor in that performance. I mean, it wasn't just the voice. Mm -hmm. It was, he was physically imposing, and right. he did act beyond just the mask. There, there was some body performance there, too. I mean, Anthony Daniels talks about that kind of acting all the time. And it's a difficult type of acting to do. And Anthony Daniels has the benefit of having come from a mime background and have, having studied mime acting and stuff like that. And, and David Prowse didn't. I mean, mm. He was a, a weightlifter mm. and, and he filled in some monster suits and stuff like that. And I think that. 
considering that he did really well in his performance of the role. And I think it's fair for him. To, I mean, I'm also okay with hearing James Earl Jones say, I am Darth Vader. But I, I think, you know, right. for David Prowse to say, I am Darth Vader too. I, I think if he feels like Lucasfilm wasn't going to acknowledge his investment and, and his um, uh, his value in that role, I, I think it's okay for him to to take ownership of it. I think he earned it. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the the thing is, is that they they can all claim that they are Darth Vader um, so long as there isn't any, like, exclusivity to it. Like, I am the only Darth Vader. Like, you kind of can't right. do that. So I don't know. I don't <laughs> have a problem time, with it. There was only the one, the one guy in the suit. It was him. You know, back in the I day, mean, you can argue anybody can do a voiceover, too. That doesn't make them the character. And really, David Prowse was the guy that we watch over and over again for 40 years. Oh, true. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, it, the, the, here's the thing. There are three and, and I'm obviously not bad mouthing a guy who passed away. Right. But in, in the scope of this discussion, there are probably three big things that. Darth Vader is known for one is obviously the physical presence, including the suit and the helmet, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Uh, the other is simply the breathing, which was it's an effect. It's a pop culture thing. Um, and then the other is the voice work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that was James Earl Jones. So I there's a lot of things that that character is like the, truly the embodiment of that character is known for. Those are the three things that make up Darth Vader. So if if nothing else, as you can tell from from this discussion, there's at least a discussion to be had there. Like there are at least points and counterpoints to be made either way. And and I think that that's part of what has kind of kept that going in the background for so long. And I'm kind of glad that recently it hasn't really been a part of Star Wars fan culture because it, it was so long ago that it's just kind of flown under the radar for for quite a while. But uh, if you're interested, there was a documentary that came out. I want to say maybe two years ago, and I don't remember where I saw it. It might have been on Amazon Prime. But there was a documentary um, by a British documentary filmmaker, very independent level. Um, focusing on David Prowse and, and this whole uh, situation. And I think it was pretty fair. It, it's hard with documentaries because, you know, a filmmaker always has some sort of bias. And even mm-hmm. if they try to stay sure, purely sure. objective, they still get to decide what to include and what not to include in the editing room. And, and even if it's an unconscious bias, it comes across. But I feel like this was as much in the middle as, as we could get. So um, I, if you can find it, I, I recommend it. I don't remember what the name of it was, but uh, it's floating around out there somewhere. I think it was on Amazon Prime. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, you know, our thoughts go out to his good. friends and family and, and to the entire community. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, moving on with our plethora of news. You added things, Lou. Tim did. Tim, you added things, Tim. And I don't mean your background yes. there, because, like, wow. <laughs> you couldn't add but, any more. Yeah, I background. really wouldn't add too many more. Maybe maybe just, like, one little one right right in that corner there, but right right, right here. there, right where my finger I, is, right I, there. I like just one little thing. No, no, there's plenty right oh. there where you're pointing. Yeah, no, it's closer to your head. Yeah, right here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah, there's kind <laughs> of empty. But that's where my head goes. But it's not decorated. <laughs> you need, you need an elf hat. I had a Star Wars elf hat. I was I was going to give you a Santa hat. He's going to give you. I had hat. A, okay, a, a Star Wars elf hat, and my dog ate it last year, and I was really upset. I almost Ooh, got rid of the dog. Not good because. I mean, come on. <laughs> anyway, so what's this thing you added, Tim? Uh. Yeah, well, so this is something that apparently just dropped um, about an hour ago. Weird Al Yankovic. Everyone remembers Weird Al, right? We almost got to interview him on uh, the Forcecast. Ah, okay. So uh, he just put up a post on Twitter. 
And that post says, Star Wars Detours is a terrific animated show that was produced nearly a decade ago and sadly has never seen the light of day. But somebody just leaked an episode. Shh. If you want to see me and Andy Richter as a pair of bounty hunting um, flies. And so the link actually takes you to uh, a Reddit site. Uh, it's r slash Star Wars Leaks. And uh, it's an episode called uh, Dog Day Afternoon. I literally it just came up while we were talking about the David Prowse stuff. So I've not like viewed this. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we get a full episode. It looks well, like of Star Wars. Detours. Keep in mind a full episode, um, uh, in this case is six and a half minutes. It was like six minutes. Yeah. yeah. I saw that on Instagram earlier today. I didn't get a chance to view it, but, um, I was like, oh, cool. Let's check that out. I'm trying to see if there's a way that I can actually save the video, but it does not look like. And I don't know what state of of finish that video is I don't even in. Care. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know if they had their full post production on it. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 there. If you want to check it out, head over to uh, Weird Al's Twitter account. Um, it's he has actually also has it linked on his website. Um, but he has uh, his Twitter account is uh, Al Yankovic. A-L-Y-A-N-K-O-V-I-C. Make sure you spell it correctly. Yeah. Well, I'm going to watch uh, that. Or you can go to his website, weirdal.com. Uh, that's Al with one L. Watch it now before they end up pulling it. Yeah. It probably won't last too long. You, you, you know, to me, this seems like uh, they, quote, leaked it. I want to save this. That would be nice. And maybe if they get, maybe it's a Deadpool situation. If they get enough good press behind it and people demand mm. it. Then, although it was ten years ago, I mean, I remember when they had the announcement for this. And I remember the the discussion and the trailers they had seemed kind of wacky. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Don't care. Um, Still want it. Yeah, I, I I think it'd be fun stuff at least to to check out and and yeah. And I mean, see. even if it sucks. I mean, the Lego stuff is is silly and wacky, right? Oh yeah, yeah. But it's fun. It's fun. It's just the, the Lego stuff is less satirical. And I think right. this is more satire right. than parody. And I, I think that, you know, I, I think there's a place for that. So, yeah, no, definitely. I agree. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to check that out. And uh, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that next week. What our, what I, our I would embed it right now and, and play it in, in the stream. But I, I don't know whether we'd get kicked off of youtube for that or not yeah. so. that's not chance yeah. then uh tim you posted something just in time for all those post christmas shopping sprees um january yeah. 3rd a new um lego set is gonna launch <laughs> yeah it's 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 just so weird to me that they schedule things to release after Christmas. I mean, they're they're not catching Christmas. They're not catching Boxing Day. They're not catching any of that stuff. It's January third, um, but whatever. It's, they're catching it's my birthday. Uh, mine as yeah. well. Mine as well. So uh, this is set number seven five three zero two, and this is the uh, uh, they have a called they have it titled the Imperial Shuttle. It is um, uh, most specifically, especially given the minifigs that it comes with. Uh, it is the the Tidarium shuttle. Uh, it comes with uh, Luke in his uh, his his black jumpsuit and Vader and uh, an Imperial officer. So um, this is the the shuttle that they uh, take into Endor. So um, I think it looks really good. There's no indication that I've seen. I've looked at a few different sites that I usually get this info from. Um, there's no indication of how many pieces it is. Uh, but it looks to be, you know, on par with, I'd say, your average kind of ship build. Mm -hmm. So, good. you know, a, a few hundred pieces. Uh, yeah, you know, full full size kind of cockpit that we normally see from a lot of builds like this. Uh, I'm excited for it. I mean, it's a it's a classic original trilogy ship. Mm -hmm. I've gotten simply because of space requirements. I've gotten a lot more finicky. 
about um, the stuff that I'm getting, and this is definitely something that I'm going to want to pick is, up. Is that is that uh, Din Djarin on a speeder bike with some Tuscan Raiders and stuff? Yes, we talked about that last week. There I was is, not here last um, week. Uh, a set <laughs> called Trouble on Tatooine that's also releasing in January. And, um, yeah, so that's uh, Din uh, on a speeder bike, and you have the uh, Tuscan Raider giant crossbow thing mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. along with a couple of Tuscans and a Tuscan yurt and, and such. Um, so basically that came from the episode that they uh, slew the the crate dragon. Nice. Right. That is cool. very cool. Does it come with? Oh, it comes with the the baby Yoda. He has a name yes, now, which we're Eric. not allowed to discuss yet. And I mean, you kind of <laughs> <Why>? just spoiled <laughs> um, this episode of the Mandalorian. We... No, he didn't just spoil it. We know he's had a name. Well, now I've spoiled yeah. it because now I've said that it's a spoiler. So now. By the way, speaking of angry hate but mail, we, didn't say what the we name know was. that it's not the Tidarian shuttle, it's the shuttle Tidarium. So don't don't email yeah. us and correct us, we know. Yeah, yeah, don't give me pedantics. Yo, like you can that. give him. No, I meant, I meant don't email me. This guy here, Tim <laughs> at randomchatter.com. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be about that. It can be about anything. Right, Lou? Wow, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. As long as it's not coming yeah. to me. <laughs> That's fine. I, I, uh, I can delete them easily. No, I, it's, actually, the thing is, I won't delete them. I will actually read them on air. Oh, don't say that. I, I, don't I, say I, that because now people are typing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're all friendly typing. Up Check out my store on. at www. Yeah. Free advertising here. Unless it comes uh, from Erasure because we don't have. Oh, that my gosh. Of. We can't read that. I don't think my inbox is that big. And it's empty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah, the message may actually not even right. get to us. That's right. There's a word limit. Yeah. All right. What uh, else we got? Coming up at the end of December, actually, December 25th is going to be a very big day, not just for uh, the guy in the red suit that comes around, but um, for video. We have Wonder Woman coming out on a day. Mm-hmm. Yep. As yep. well as uh, episodes of The Mandalorian. Uh, Disney Gallery episodes dropping uh, first one on the 25th. Mm-hmm. These are those behind the scenes things they did last year for season one, which were yeah. fantastic. Yeah, um, can't wait to see what they do for season two now. So I'm looking forward to this. I thought it was coming out December 1st, and I was I was wrong, obviously. But very sad to see that it's, <laughs> it's December 25th instead, because now you got a whole month to wait. I'm I'm really glad that they're continuing mm-hmm. that because I think these are fantastic. I, I love the behind the scenes things. Um, and I also mm-hmm. hope that they're going to do this for the MCU shows as well, because I think there's a lot of real similar things for them to talk about when it comes to the actors and the directors and the, 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 the sets and the effects and the story mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, I, I mean, obviously they can do that for a whole lot of things, but I think that the star Wars content and the MCU content generally are the most highly anticipated uh, mm-hmm. uh, things that are coming to Disney plus on a regular basis. So I, I especially would like to see the Disney gallery basically just bounce between Star Wars and MCU stuff and, and, and certainly anything else big that, that comes out. But I think that those I'd, will be, I'd like to see him do it for a lot of the stuff. I mean, we've said for years, yeah. you know, we, we all like watching the behind the scenes stuff. We like doing the director's commentaries, yeah. you know, all that kind of extra stuff is just awesome. And we haven't gotten a lot of that over the years in Star Wars. Right. And if they, and we know they shoot all kinds of stuff, <laughs> you know, uh, there's a whole film crew just going around just getting footage. It's like, Show us that. I mean, yeah. uh, do up a series of it. And they did a really good job with the first season of the Disney Gallery stuff. It wasn't just, you know, thrown together. It seemed like it was a well-thought-out, planned-out series of, of episodes. How many were there in season one? I can't remember. Now. Was it six? It was I at least six. six. Between yeah. six and eight. So, I think it was six. I am really looking forward to these mm-hmm. and and you know, getting more and more details yeah. out of the filming of this process. And when you think about it. Because we started getting... Oh, I was just going to say, when you think about it, we've got a lot of content this time around. Um, 
Yeah. And again, mm-hmm. without spoiling anything, um, which I mean, if you don't want to get spoiled about this week's episode, just stay off the internet entirely. But uh, there's <laughs> yeah. a, a lot for them to unpack, especially about the lore and about the new actors and, and stuff like that. I don't know that the technologies yeah. probably had a, a big jump or anything, but um, I mean, that was just one episode of last season. So, right. yeah, this is yeah. this is pretty exciting. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of different aspects. And I think even given the the plot points within this season, we may get at least a couple episodes on yeah, those. I think so. Mm-hmm. You know, because like you said, yeah, maybe there's not a whole lot of new technology that was used. So instead of spending an entire thing on effects, they can, you know, they might spend a couple of episodes on something else. Which would and, and I I, I like bad. the production of it. It's it's obviously a, a um the discussion. I mean, they kind of have this roundtable discussion, mm-hmm. which I think is maybe only lightly scripted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you know the production, the the post production of it when they're kind of putting in some of those behind the scenes videos and, and and that kind of stuff that that works out well for me. Yeah. Um. I actually I also like some unscripted things. Um. I just uh, uh, just finished watching again Band of Brothers, uh, but for the first time had looked at the the bonus disc uh, that comes with the, the 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 DVD set of it. And one of the things on there is um, one of the actors, Ron Livingston. Uh, he was asked before they even uh, started filming. He was asked to basically he was basically given a video camera. And just told, record everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing with how these were that maybe in the original release on HBO, these might have gone up afterwards. Um, after each episode, they were maybe six or eight minutes I long. remember the stuff after the so, episodes being the interviews with the people who actually served. I, I don't remember anything about... I, I watched them when they originally aired. I don't remember anything about what you're talking about. Yeah, those interviews are actually part of the episodes themselves. Okay. Um, Back when it aired, HBO didn't they, do a lot of that that afterward stuff like they they've been doing recently with uh, Game of Thrones and and all that. But yeah, but I, I yeah. think you know the first season. I so, I think of the Disney Gallery. I think they had talking points. They had like an outline, like what we have for our shows here. But yeah, I don't think it yeah. was scripted as much as like they had an idea of what they wanted to say going in. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there was a lot of unscripted stuff, too. There were a lot of uh, like on the set uh, video moments and and behind the scene shots and stuff. And it wasn't just about technology either. It was about about the the directing interaction between the directors and how they played off each other. And, you know, because it was, you know, bringing these directors together, which I don't know how much that's done in other television series, but. To have three or four directors or six directors get together and kind of talk about their process for the whole thing to make the show feel more cohesive, I think is a fantastic mm-hmm. idea. Um, you know, it, it played really well in, in the Disney Mandalorian series and in the gallery. So it was nice to see that insight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lastly, we have some news or some rumors, I should say, on... Um, Production starting for another Disney Plus show. Now, uh, this will be the next Star Wars show. We, we should probably say this is the last quote news item we have for this show, and it's not really news. It it's uh, it's rumor, well substantiated rumor. Um, so if you want to duck out now, that's fine, because we are going to mention what we believe this project to be, what it's rumored to be, and if that bothers you, this is the time to duck out. And if so, we thank you for listening and. You know, tune in next week. We'll have another episode of Echo Base and and join us in Discord and all that fun stuff, right? Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, so this is uh, pre-production is apparently already underway, and they are looking to get into full production, meaning principal photography and all that, next month for this new Disney Plus Star Wars series, which is alleged to be appearing before season three of the Mandalorian. 
You guys already know what it is. I, I was going to ask you to guess, but I mean, we've already talked about it a little <laughs> bit on the other shows. Right, and right. so again, last chance for a spoiler warning, but allegedly they're in pre, the midst of pre-production at this moment for a Boba Fett series. Now, word is, because Lou, you asked this before we started, word is that it is still going to be a mini series. Now, the Kenobi mm-hmm. miniseries is only four episodes long, so we're guessing this will be four to six episodes, probably four. This isn't going to be an ongoing thing. Um, but yeah, apparently we're going to be getting that before the next season of The Mandalorian. And I don't know if we are going to see Boba Fett more in the season of The Mandalorian and then have him skip out and go off to this miniseries, or if we're going to see him a little bit and not really have anything resolved then this mini series is going to be like a backstory or something. And then in season three, mm-hmm. Boba Fett's going to be prominent in season three of the Mandalorian. Like this is kind of an aside, a mini series flashback, if you will, to lead into season three of the Mandalorian. We, we have no idea. We're, we're just kind of, I don't know. So exploring wait, ideas. Is that speculation that we're going to get him in season? Yes, three of the Mandalorian, yes, 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 or? yes. Yeah. To be okay. clear, speculation that that's just, I'm, okay making that up as I go along here. So, you know, it, it's funny because we've talked about a Boba Fett project for years now, right? I mean, it was a movie, it was a series, it's now a limited series. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tim, what, what's your take on, on, on your level of enthusiasm for a Boba Fett series? You know, well, I, I mean, the, the thing is, we, we've talked about it before. I'm surprised that this is the next thing, to be completely honest, when there has been so much talk about an Ahsoka series, about the Obi-Wan series, about all these other things uh, about about that. I would about think this guy in a series. Yes. Huh? You, you like that, Tim? Don't you wish you had one of those? Yes. Yeah, dug that out just for you. Uh, so the thing is, I'm not I'm not opposed to a Boba Fett series. I think it'd be fine. I would be excited to see it. I would love to see what they put into it. Obviously, there's a a time frame of 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 stuff. Actually, a couple of time frames mm-hmm. that they could ex- explore that I think would be terrific. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. And I really do like the character. So I'm not anti-Boba Fett. I'm not against them doing a series. I just think that there are other things that really hold a bigger priority, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest. So it just it surprises me that this is what they're doing next. I where, where's where's Obi-Wan and where's Ahsoka? I mm. I see I, I mean uh, I would rather uh, see uh, this uh, than uh, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan <clears throat> Obi-Wan we know is happening. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka we presume is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, and there's probably some other shows that in a minute and a half that the three of us could come up with a reasonable list of other characters or, or storylines that they could focus on. A minute on. and a half, you say? Uh, Challenge it, it accepted, Lou. Seems, it, it just seems awfully... <laughs> strange to me that that's what they're going for i i I agree with you and and i am a boba fett fan i i agree with you mm -hmm. but i feel even more so that way toward kenobi i i love obi-wan kenobi as a character uh especially after the prequels but i don't want to see a series even a mini series i'm like really what are they going to do like he's sweeping his front porch over and over and over again because there's so much freaking sand like and it just never stops it's it's like snow shoveling in northern canada like i i don't know what you do the thing is though that that train has already left the station though like we've known for a while it's been confirmed that we're getting a oh yeah 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 Yeah. no it's, it's a moot point right yeah so we're we're getting a kenobi series but i feel the same way as i did about the kenobi series in the sense that um, sure. Is this really the best place to focus their attention? I, I, I agree with you. I think the Ahsoka right, thing right. is more interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing something that, you know, if this is the Mandalorian that we have now, seeing the Mandalorians, not titled that, but 
having Bo-Katan mm-hmm. and the two others from that episode and Sabine Wren and maybe, maybe not Boba Fett and, and whoever else like do the whole Mandalorian culture thing. There's a lot going on in the galaxy that you could kind of, I, I hate to use this as the analogy, especially how the series ended, but kind of Game of Thrones-ish where you've got a struggling new Republic that started out as a rebellion and now has to be this galactic level government when that's that's a little a little bit of a jump when you think about it you've got the empire that used to run everything and is falling apart but they've got resources everywhere but it's all disorganized and chaotic you've got the criminal underworld which may still be pretty well organized and probably taking advantage of the situation between those two Bring right. back the Mandalorians. You could start looking at things from the unknown regions, though maybe that's a little bit off to the side because of well, various reasons we don't have to get into. But like there are, it's not just Jedi and Sith right now. There are multiple different factions. You could do like a, a Bo-Katan-led series, I think. Right. Um, there's, I, I still want to well, see a Rogue Squadron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, the, the one thing that I kind of, when Tim was mentioning, you know, maybe where, where are their priorities and what should they be focusing on next? They're focusing on whatever they can do to distance themselves away from the sequel trilogy and <laughs> get better traction with the fan base to be, be popular. And right now, The Mandalorian is popular. So if you can throw Boba Fett on screen and have the internet blown up talking about, oh, my God, he's, you know, he's there. We have a scene. We've seen his armor, not on him, but we've seen his armor this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so having those kind of things and having everybody talk about it means, hey, let's do a series about him. Yeah, I mean, right, it's not right. what I want either. Um, I think there's much of there's a lot of other stories that they could play off that would be very interesting, um, but not with the same, you know, cachet that yeah. that both that's going to carry. Unfortunately, Tech in the chat room yeah. wants to see a, a series with. Maybe Max Rebo. No. <laughs> no. Sure. I, I would be you, okay you with the full grown Max I'm Rebo. Down. Like watching the band kind of like go from gig to gig and, you know. We need a Star Wars I'm sitcom. <laughs> we really do. We've we've got the Western, we've got the the fantasy, we've got the war movie, we're getting a spy series. What what's the one thing we don't have? I mean, we even technically got a dragon recently. The one thing we don't have is a sitcom. <laughs> they need to bring back who, who were the the two from the they comic book a, series. Like, like Somebody in the chat room. Daytime soap opera. Jump in and uh, soap opera. Yeah, that's like when I sing in the shower and you you get soap in your mouth and that would make your singing even worse, wouldn't it? Yes. I'm I'm you impressed that you feel that I could sing worse, Lou. That that's that's a lot to me. <laughs> Eric, I Seco goes from bad to worse than Tag and Bank. Wasn't that the name of it? Yeah. Tag, Tag and Bank. Bank. I was waiting for somebody in the chat room and, and y'all didn't chime in quickly enough. Shame on you. So they need well, something I, I like that. It. They need like a kind of a sitcom sort of thing in Star Wars. And I don't mean detours. By the way, uh Joe in the chat room said just watch detours. Um wow. Bad. I don't know. I'm going to check it out when we're done here, but they need a sitcom. What do you think, Tim? What do you want to see? I, you know, I, the thing is, I like that kind of stuff. I like subgenre types of things, which is another reason why I really appreciate what they're doing, what they have done with MCU movies, uh, what it looks like that they're doing with the MCU, uh, uh, the Disney plus series mm-hmm. that, there's going to be there's subgenres involved in these things. We're we're going to see, uh, you know, we we have our action things, we have our space adventure, we have ones that are more comedic, we have, uh, you know, uh, uh, Doctor Strange two is going to be is going to have a little bit more of a horror slant. Of course, keep in mind it's going to be soft core horror. It's not going right. to be you know real mm-hmm. hard. We are going to have with uh, Wandavision coming up in January. We're we're going to have something that's done in the style of, of a sitcom. And I, I like that it's, it's, 
there is so much when it comes to, in general, comic book things, sci-fi types of things, that kind of stuff, that you can so easily uh, integrate some kind of a subgenre into these. You can still progress an overall storyline. Right. And and major arcs that cross multiple movies, TV series, generally the entire canon. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hey, just like us, sometimes we have funny days. Sometimes we have horrific days. Sometimes we have days that are very dramatic and serious and grounded, uh, you know, and, and, and it, the interactions that we have. So those kinds of things are not that far off. It's just taking that theme and running with it. Yeah. And, and I love to see that. So I, I find it to be interesting because if it's just, you know, spaceships and pew pew all the time. Right. Okay. I mean, yeah, sure. It's entertaining, it's, but give me a little more. Yeah. Something different, something that can be differentiating this from something else. So yes. the yeah. only two things I think we haven't seen, we mentioned this sitcom thing. Uh, the other one, is and we mentioned Rogue Squadron, but we haven't really seen a military-focused um, Star Wars thing. And and I keep thinking back to Battlestar Galactica, the reboot, mm. which was really good. Again, up until the last season, but we need to get some better last season writers on our our television shows. Well, by the last season, everybody's jump ship onto their next project. So. <laughs> Yeah, or apparently taking a lot of drugs based on some of the things that we've seen. Um, but I, I think—I well, I mean, we're also going to get the uh, the Cassian Andor series, which is like a right. kind of a spy yeah. espionage spy type yep. of, of subgenre, which will be so, close but, to military, but, think, but uh, yeah. But I think Eric's right though. If we could get some sort of a you know rogue squadron or a, you know yeah. that I kind see of a series like a squadron a, you know, or a troop or a, like a, a group an ensemble thing the cassie and andor thing is mm-hmm. i think is going to be a yeah. lot more solo operative i want to see right no 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 it's cassie and andor not uh, on solo italian oh god <sighs> i'm just clarifying after afra Eric. let's let's leave the bad jokes to Eric. yeah that, that's that's my. It's kind of his thing. I, I'm his thing, I'm yes, the thing. solo there. Thank you, <laughs> Doctor Afra. What do you think? Kind of the, the yeah, techie archaeological uh, Indiana Jones mm-hmm. character, mm-hmm. kind of in over her head all the time. Yeah. 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 That, that'd be uh, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, she's, yeah, she's basically space Indiana Jones mm-hmm. with some hugely flexible morals. Yeah. So depending on what side of the bed she got out of. She's either an anti-hero or an anti-villain. I mean, mm-hmm. it's yeah, totally. Now, because she's, you know, in, in space, Indiana Jones, let's just hope she doesn't find any crystal skulls. All right. Thanks folks for joining us for this episode of Echo. You know, Base. somebody would throw that in, <laughs> uh, in the background. Uh, maybe we'll be back next week. Maybe not. You, you know, Filoni will throw that in. Know. There'll be a crystal skull sitting on a shelf somewhere in the background. You know, there will be. There has to be. So in the in the chat room, Fitmatic just said a born like Star Wars TV show. Joe said a rom com, oh, yeah. Boba yeah. and Fennec in Bounty Love. No, Joe. No, Joe. No, Joe. you are banned Joe. from Joe, the chat room for the rest the of this episode. Don't let me blame you for something. Though else. we're now wrapping up the episode, so I you getting off scot free this time, Joe. But watch it, Boba and Fennec. <laughs> oh boy gotta bring Babu Frick back Ugh. Boba and Babu Boba Babu let's say let's say bo- 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 Babu uh, Boba bo- Babu Frick and um, Salacious Crumb Babu Frick Boba Fett you notice the BF thing best friends mm. BF Boba Fett Babu Frick that's th- a thing Lou <laughs> I it's a thing. It writes itself. Yeah, it, it, it is a thing. So uh, you, you guys remember the um, the 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 tales books, mm-hmm. right? That they did in Legends fondly. I would. I it would be incredibly fun, interesting, entertaining to do a limited series of like tales from Jabba's Palace. Yeah, an because anthology each, series. Each each episode could also be a different subgenre. You would have one that is, right. you know, salacious crumb. It's pure comedy. You would have the next one, which would be like something with the, uh, the, 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 the droid room where the droids are being torn apart, which is like total horror. You have something with nice fluffy pets, like the rancor pit. You have all sorts of things. 
that you can do just in that same environment. You could do six episodes out of it, highly entertaining stuff. And obviously you have a plethora of characters just within that little footprint that you can play mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. I would, that's vastly entertaining to I, me. I have please do one it. more. I think it's brilliant. I think that would be great. I have one more suggestion before we wrap up. I want to see them bring back Corin Horn. Yes, back please. in his Corsac mm -hmm. days, Corellian Security, and I want to oh, see yeah, yeah. a kind of a detective series, him fighting against mm. the internal corruption of Corsac. Him, like he, he kind of has some uh, force sensitivity, but doesn't really get what it is yet, and and that whole kind of storyline. Mm -hmm. I think that that was a really interesting. Mm. Um, character development storyline thing maybe not so much yep. it doesn't have to be tied in with the rogue squadron stuff as much as this stuff from the tales book that tales of the empire tales of the new republic mm -hmm. um, or tales of the rebellion whatever yeah. it was like it, it look at the the corsac days and that's another mm -hmm. style of show that we haven't really had yep so i don't know you know one one final thing I'll say about like the Boba Fett series and stuff. I, I'm happier that it's a limited series, like 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 a mini series. You know, give me four episodes. Get basically make it like a installment version of a movie, right? Uh, as opposed to giving me, let's develop a series of Boba Fett and go on for two or three seasons, and we're not gonna have the content for it. And, and yeah, know, yeah. Mm -hmm. The short things like this seem to make more sense to me. I'm happy with that. If uh, we have to get it. I'd rather have it like that than a full series. Yeah, because they can tell a cohesive story and it's not mm -hmm. like them. Yeah. And they have more time than just, you know, an hour or 40 minutes right. for a you know, hour long show. Speaking of an hour long show. Congratulations, guys. Nice job. That's a little under. <laughs> we, we padded that out, though. That's what we do. F full of padding. We, tur we turn crap into festive magic. padding. <laughs> That's what we should title the episode. Festive padding. Festive padding. Here Maybe we not. Go. I don't know. Do you want to take us out, padding Lou, or do out. I have to do it? I'll let you oh, do it. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, thank you for listening, and thank you to everybody in the chat room who participated, except Joe, because Boba Fett rom-com. <laughs> yeah, Joe. No. Because Joe. No. Yeah. Ain't going to happen. Ugh. But thank you. Thanks, Joe. Uh, <laughs> and... Um, so that's going to do it for this episode of Echo Base. Join us next Sunday night and uh, we will have more Star Wars news for you. Ho hopefully happier news this time around. And in the meantime, though, don't forget to join us in Discord. Go to randomchatter.com slash Discord and uh, it's free to join. We've got channels for each of the shows on the network. If you do decide to help support the network for even one dollar a month through Patreon, then there are a bunch of other channels that we open up kind of as a thank you to our members. And, uh, and by the way, any sort of donation does make you a member of Random Chatter. We are a nonprofit organization, and uh, those $1 donations do add up. They help defray the costs of the network, and, and we do appreciate each and every one of our donors. But m more importantly, Discord, it's a community of people like you, audience members, who have uh, all kinds of different perspectives and, on things, and we would love to see you there. Um, what else? Oh, if you're listening to the audio show and not watching the video... Consider watching the video. Go to randomchatter.com slash YouTube. Hit the subscribe button and the like button down below. And uh, there's another little button there that you can click to get notifications when we go live, when there's new videos posted. So check that too. That's going to do it. Thank you for being with us. And uh, until next time, take care.